0: Before we get into today's show, a huge thank you to Snow for sponsoring today's episode and for glowing up my smile. I am on day 4, so day 4 teeth whitening update. I have been using the Snow kit for 4 days consistently. I use it for 10 minutes a day. It is so easy and it just it's like a little self-care glow-up treatment. I am completely obsessed. This is truly the future of teeth whitening. So I apply the little serum to my teeth, then I stick in the retainer and I plug the retainer into my phone, which activates the blue LED light. Then I will go on my phone, do whatever, type up a little Instagram caption, whatever I need to do. And I feel like I'm getting a little treatment, a little self-care moment, and then I take it out and I have a noticeably brighter smile. Do you guys cringe when you see people bite into a popsicle with all of their teeth or is that just me? Because I have super sensitive teeth. I always have and I always will, but I have noticed nothing, like felt nothing when wearing the snow retainer. Having sensitive teeth also means that traditional whitening strips never worked for me. I would always just sacrifice my teeth So, I could have a white smile, but my teeth would hurt for days after, and I'd be like, why did I do that? Snow is a game changer. They have invested over a million dollars to create a teeth whitening kit that is specifically designed for people with sensitive teeth. If you have sensitive teeth like me, or you wear braces, or you're just looking to level up your smile, you can go to trysnow.com, use my code TREATMENT for 15% off. You guys are going to be obsessed. Try it and let me know how it goes. You're listening to The Treatment Room, a safe haven for estheticians and beauty lovers alike to indulge in all things skincare. We've got a lot on the books, from interviews with experts and estheticians to sessions with me one-on-one dedicated to helping you find your glow, and reach your professional potential in this ever-changing spa industry. I'm Tess, and I'll be your esthetician and host. Feel free to relax, take a deep breath, and grab a comforting cup of tea. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Welcome back to The Treatment Room, guys. Tess here. So ready to introduce my guest of the show, Her name is Anja Maia. She is a licensed esthetician and nurse. I met Anja in esthetician school, and she is just unlike anybody I've ever met. She has so much to offer, and she just speaks from the heart. I know it sounds cheesy, but Anja is truly a gem in this world. I feel like you just you go through life and you have so many superficial conversations with people. Anja is just not one of those people. Every conversation I've had with her has honestly been so special and deep. So, I can't wait to get into this episode. We talk about listening to your intuition trying new paths that excite you, making time for yourself, and holding that sacred above all else in your life, the real side of aesthetics and nursing, manifesting, and tips for getting your foot in the door at your dream job, and so much more. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hi, guys. Welcome back to The Treatment Room. I'm your host, Tess, and today I have a super special guest joining me. She is a former esthetician classmate and a friend. And honestly, she is just such a special person. You guys will see what I mean. I feel like anyone who knows her just knows she's like truly a rare one and a real one. And she has so much wisdom to share. I've been telling her she's born to podcast. So I'm so excited to share her with you guys. Welcome to the show, Anja. Thank you so much, Tess. <laughs> I appreciate
1: that. That is so
0: funny. <laughs> I love it. Of course. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are. Sure. What is so, Anja all
1: about? So Anja, I, first of all, my name is Anja, and I go by my social media handle, which is my first and middle name, Anja Maya. I am a uh, all-around woman. I am completely, totally self-care and self-care in the form of whole care. I really love to focus on self-care spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything that encompasses beauty and self-care. I love beauty. It's a very, very, very fun thing to be in, fun industry to be in.
0: So is this idea of self-care what attracted you to aesthetics in the first place?
1: Absolutely. So I am one that, (laughs) as in elementary school, I loved washing my face. My grandfather would take me to Walgreens and I would go, we would spend a long time in the skincare section, reading ingredients picking up things. And I literally, no, I was probably in middle school. I really developed the love for washing my face. And i always took really, really good care of my skin. I somehow became the go-to person if you had any skincare issues, even before I knew what an esthetician was. And um, that carried on into adulthood. I loved spas at the age of 16. That's when I first started going to spas professionally. So when I became an adult, I was like, oh, my gosh, you can match a spa and skincare together. That that (laughs) is what I need to do. That is what I need to do. But unfortunately, there was no one around me who was doing that. So I thought, okay, well, I guess I have to go live in the real world. So you know, let me go ahead and get a degree in something else. But I definitely came back to my first love.
0: We are so similar. It's wild. When I talk about like how I got into aesthetics, it's honestly the same same thing. I would go to CBS with my mom because that's like all we really knew, you know?
1: Right. Growing <laughs> up like
0: in the 90s, early 2000s, like that's kind of all there was. Like that and Bath and Body Works. But I was just so fascinated. I would sit and look at all the products. And yeah, just something about, I loved washing my face. Something about like the water and cleansing has always been like very big for me. Powerful. When is your birthday today? November, end of November. Okay, so you're
1: end of November. I'm the beginning of November. Maybe it's November. 5th. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and it's interesting because I'm a fire sign. I think we've talked about signs before. Are you a Scorpio? I am. I could I could see that. I could see that. I get along really well with Scorpios actually. <laughs> like uh, most of my ex-boyfriends funny enough have been Scorpios. But oh, interesting. Okay. But anyway, I've always just felt like very connected to you in school even though we weren't always like I don't know, in the same groups, I always felt really connected with you and like, you just have so much to offer. How, what was kind of your backstory with getting into aesthetics and nursing? Sure. So
1: my mom was a nurse, is a nurse and it's interesting because as a fresh out of high school, she would say, Oh, you should go into nursing. And I said, absolutely (laughs) not. No, I had no desire whatsoever to go into nursing. But I did consider medical school. Okay, so I um, started my my collegiate career as a pre med student. That went down the drain. Once um, Hurricane Katrina came because I was in New Orleans at that time. I was at school at Xavier University in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. Wow. I came back home to the Bay Area and I decided, no, that's that's not what I want to do right now. I want to pursue my degree in creative writing. So I got my degree in creative writing and I was like, okay, well, let me try the medical school thing again. I got accepted into a post-bac program. Okay. <laughs> I was at the postdoc program test. Girl, the biggest thing that I can tell you that I remember is looking around that class and being like, I don't belong here. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I tried to, still medical was always in my head. I was always, already working in the healthcare field. So I was like, well, let me try nursing school. I okay. did it. Um, it was just, I never felt pulled to it. It was something to do. It was something to um, make a living. Mm-hmm. While in nursing school, while I was in nursing school, I um, actually right after I finished nursing school, that's when we started the um, program at Skyline for a I Yeah. I do not. Girl, that was the first time that I ever felt like this is what I was supposed to do. Out of all of those degrees and all of the schooling that I had before, the first time I ever felt like this is what I meant to do was when we graduated with our aesthetics, Um, when we got our licenses. That was the first time that I ever felt like this is it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All that school.
0: All that school and everything else. No, I- <laughs> I'm this, I think we talked about this a long time ago, but I was a creative writing major in college too. And I tried so many jobs. I, I couldn't even tell you how, how many jobs I've had. <laughs> and no, I used to be really embarrassed when, because throughout all those years, I would try different things. I would try PR. I would try writing for magazines, this and that. And I kind of always just didn't really f- feel fulfilled by it. And I Mm -hmm. thought there was kind of like, I should have shame in not feeling like, oh, I love being at my nine to five. It just wasn't for me. And I think it took me a certain amount of time to accept that for myself. And even just like, honestly, swallowing my pride a little bit and being like, yeah, I did pay for this whole other degree. (laughs) I went through all that schooling. (laughs) And I just kept telling myself, like, you're going to go waste that and, like, start over. Like, it was really hard for me to start over. I don't know about you. I can
1: relate to that. I can still so relate to that. And I still hear it from my mom. I really do.
0: Oh, um, yeah. But... <laughs> no, I, you're not. the. I think it's it's it can be hard for that generation to fully understand mm-hmm. aesthetics because I think they just have sort of maybe one image or put it in a box mm-hmm. of what it should be. Yeah,
1: And not only that, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've always heard, <laughs> that I've always heard kind of this, you're living in la-la land or mm-hmm. you just want to mm-hmm. go and have mm-hmm. fun. As if right. what I was to, to go and have fun. So right. I love that when you're talking about this right now, because it is absolutely so important to be true to yourself. I have seen people live for the weekend because they hate their lives during the week and they end up miserable. And I we have, believe we've been given an opportunity to not have to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to be irresponsible. We still have bills, but, yeah. you know, we still get a chance to work and do something that we love.
0: Yeah. I hear that a lot too from my dad. Like when I would get, (laughs) I would get home when I was working at a spa, working from whatever, 10 to 8 PM. It's a physical job. You're on your feet all day. You're giving your energy, your full attention to every client that walks in. I would get home. It was dark. I was exhausted. Hadn't even had, you know, more than a 30 minute break. And my dad was like, did you have fun? Like, you know, and not that not that our jobs aren't fun, but it's not like I just came from laying down in a spa. I'm working in a spa. (laughs) But yeah, I think there is sort of that still that kind of old school thing um, around it. But and another thing is I feel like you can be so much more successful and apply yourself so much more when you fully understand yourself. If I had let, I used to always let the idea of, Oh, I'm making this salary at my corporate job. Like something in aesthetics is never going to compare to that. Guess what it now it is because I'm fully invested. I wake up, you know, excited to shape my day around what I want to do I think anytime you're invested and excited about something, you're so much more likely to be successful.
1: Amen. 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 And I think what I love about that is even in our conversation, what we're noticing is that we are not living in a vacuum and we're choosing to incorporate the whole things that encompass our happiness in our lives. And that is exactly what I wanted. I love it because aesthetics is still very much part of my life. I do do consultations. I do um, show people things and, you know, I do a weekly, I guess you could call it a weekly vlog where I do Friday night facials, but I see it as so much bigger because it's really just a segment of whole care. That's one thing. That's what I've learned from my process. With all of the schooling, all of the education, healthcare. And um, I was just telling you you or sharing with you also, I worked in retail before the pandemic happened. And it wasn't just retail, it was like retail with a specific kind of clientele. And that within itself also taught me a lot. Like every step of the way has been learning lessons and building blocks to remind me self care, whole care, it's not just bougie, it's not fluff, it's absolutely necessary and everyone deserves it.
0: Everyone deserves it and I feel like I repeat that so much, but it's because especially in this industry or any service industry, I think retail is similar, you're so focused on making the other person, you know, feel special and feel like royalty. And you want all that, but you, it doesn't mean how you care for yourself goes out the window. It doesn't mean you don't make time to pack a lunch for yourself or or make time for your skincare when you get home. I, I yeah. talk to so many estheticians who say, I've cared for other people's skin all day, but I'm breaking out so much because I get home and I'm too tired to care for myself. Same thing with nursing.
1: Same thing yeah. with anyone who works yeah. in healthcare. Food. You're taking care of people who are sick and not realizing that you were just holding up by the your some kind of Mm -hmm. thread as you know until you fall or break down or something you have to have a balance
0: we have to have a balance you have to so so what is that for you what does self-care mean for you what do you do for yourself
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I you know what honestly I live very well I um even during the pandemic, I've been very adamant about going outside and taking walks. I'm very yeah. blessed to live in an area where I have pockets of beauty. Mm-hmm. I live next to a park. I have other parks that I go to. I switch it up. Um I really make sure that I, and this has not always been consistent, but I've been more so very careful to watch the things that I take into my mind and my ear gate. So that means not looking at something that's toxic or poisonous and it's sneaky because it could happen even with someone sending you a meme or something. I don't bother. I don't, I'll just kind of, if I even notice that it's negative, boop, there we go.
0: You protect yourself.
1: I protect myself completely and totally. I really focus or try to focus on um, eating nourishing food. Granted, girl, there is chocolate in there and we're trying to work on that.
0: (laughs) But, um,
1: I I really I I love smells. I make sure that I surround myself with things that smell well. I have um, a dog whom I love, and other mm-hmm. animals around me. So I literally take the moment. I have great friends. I talk on the phone. Like I do things that I love. Like these are all things mm-hmm. that encompass mm-hmm. us living well. That's how about taking care of myself? Yeah, I, mean, I, I laugh. I watch really fun movies that remind me of fun times. And I read books. Yeah. yeah. I'll have books I share there.
0: information with people.
1: All you of that. You know
0: what? Where was I reading this? Oh, have you read the book Tools of Titans? No, but I've seen the cover. Okay. Yeah. You know the cover. Um, somebody was talking, you would love that book by the way, and I recommend it to anyone listening. It's a bunch, it's little excerpts. So you can commit to just like a few pages reading about some expert in tech, wellness, uh, business, sports, like different perspectives from experts and like top, top class experts. Um, but somebody was saying how much, how, how vlogging has been proven to increase your happiness. Something about like sharing your human experience with other people. I think it's so true.
1: I can understand that. So, one of my beloved things that I started during this pandemic, or should I say restarted, because I tried a couple of years ago, um, yeah. I have a vlog called Wise Old Broads. And I chat with women over the age of 60, although we're going through a little shift right now, but I chat with women over the age of 60 about their beauty and wisdom jewels. And I kid you not, Tess, there is not one interview that I have left where I wasn't feeling so full because so full and so excited about my future. A lot of people are very scared of growing older and yeah. I personally my personal philosophy is that I get an opportunity to grow better and better with each passing day. Yeah, now, I'm 35. I was born in 1985. And I would like to have been born a little bit sooner, but I would not trade being born when I was for anything in the world, because I think about all mm-hmm. of the fun things that I had the opportunity to experience. Yeah. And when you think about that, because some people are like, oh, I wish I could be this age, be that age. I was like, well, then I would have missed, I don't know, like seeing this, or I would have missed it when this came out, or okay. I would have had an opportunity to be a kid in the nineties when summer camp was still a big thing. Like, you know, just things like that. And yeah. having that perspective, yeah, having that perspective really makes the world of a difference. So when I talk to some of those old rods, it's the very same thing. I'm like, oh, I, to to, like, I get a chance to get better and better at this. Oh, wow. OK, you're 70 and you're still doing this and you're still looking at it like this. OK, what I'm going to do is I'm going to glean from your wisdom and I'm going to make particular choices for my life as I go forward so that my life can look as bright as it can. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, no, I love that you do that. I love that you celebrate people who have that experience li- in life because it's a rare thing. And I think we're conditioned to kind of be afraid of getting older. And you know, yeah. so much of our beauty industry is anti-aging, like, and we just create this fear around it. So I love that you do that. You know, it's
1: I want to share with you that that is um, I'm a very spiritual person, very spiritual person. I'm a Christian. And when I first was getting my aesthetics license, I had the mindset, oh, I'll go into Botox and just, you know, do all of this and that. make money. Like, yeah, girl, that was me all the way.
0: And I remember. it just seemed
1: like, <laughs> yes, it seemed like there was such a block. There was a block and it was not going forward. And I prayed about it. And I realized that, you know, coming to myself and, you know, really talking with my spirit, it was like, no, no, you're supposed to celebrate the process of it, whatever it is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we just get old and we don't take care of ourselves and we, you know, just shrivel up and die. But what I am saying is that I want want to celebrate the process as it goes. I am absolutely not against plastic surgery. I am absolutely not against any kind of enhancement, but I still like to look at the total package of that. Mm -hmm. You know what? We're growing older, but you still can live well through it and still appreciate the changes that happen in your body and in your life as you Mm -hmm. progress.
0: So that's beautiful. I, I, I want to sort of put that into, you know, how I relate with clients more because, you know, it's sort of a situation where people come to you with an insecurity and they want you to fix it or, or help them with, help them, you know, solve that issue. I'm just curious about like your process in your consultations when you're working with people, like, What is sort of like your approach? Do you do anything to sort of like help them celebrate where they are while you are providing your professional advice?
1: Absolutely. And I think it's very important to just point out the unique beauty in everyone because everyone is uniquely beautiful. I know that we are constantly inundated with certain images of what the world considers beautiful, um, whether it be certain features or whether it be a certain aesthetic or whatever, Mm -hmm. but literally there is beauty in absolutely everyone. Um, I recognize that that is a gift that I have to see it in everybody. So when you're coming to me and when people ask me, oh, I wanna do this about my skincare, I am like, okay, So where are we at Mm -hmm. now? And I'm gauging where they are mentally. Mm -hmm. I definitely gauge where they are mentally because that is the majority of the work right there. Because I can tell you a few practices that you can do. I mean, you know, everybody wants to hear what products do I get? And it's because we've been, you know, conditioned to believe that, you know, to believe in marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been, I, I see that, I saw that all the time working um for high end luxury retail I saw that marketing is powerful.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: But um marketing won't carry you past the next emotion that you have. Marketing won't carry you into the next phase of your life. You know, it won't teach you how to be true to yourself. So those are the things that I focus on when I have conversations with people.
0: I love that. Yeah, something I've been I've been trying to pass on to my clients is to truly enjoy the process and try not to look at at your skincare or you know whatever routines you have as this it becomes routine and it becomes something oh i need to do x y z need to wash my face do step 2 step 3 and i really think i don't know if if this sounds like woo woo she's a little crazy but i truly think when you are appreciating those ingredients and the process, I truly think they are better absorbed and more readily accepted. You'll think this is interesting. I was actually thinking about getting lip filler um, a couple months ago. I didn't go through it with it, but I was sitting with my derm and I um, uh, we were kind of talking about it. Should we do it? Should we not? Are you? How do you feel, Tess? And I was—I had in my head, I want fuller lips. I should—I should do this. And something in inside me, and I have nothing. I—I I celebrate whatever people want to do, but something was kind of just like it's not right for me right now. Like something's doubtful for me. And the dermatologist. This is a world-class San Francisco. Doctor and dermatologist telling me, Dr. Austin on Post Street in San Francisco, shout out. She oh told me, if you don't, if you're not ready for this and you're fighting it, the Botox truly will not be as um, readily ab- absorbed. It won't work as well. You could have an adverse reaction. And I don't look at her as somebody who's super, I mean. I don't know, but I, I think of her as a pretty clinical medical person. But hearing that, it really validated that for me. Well,
1: it, I completely agree with her because when you think about it, once again coming I mean, from me, I truly believe that everything happens in the spirit first, and then it manifests in the way we see it. So yeah. when you see someone who is um, absolutely gorgeous and they're stunning, most okay, so most of the time. And I'm talking about a gorgeous setting person, not just aesthetically, but most of the time when you talk to them, they're a very nice, sweet person. And that's what makes them beautiful. And that's what draws you to them. There could be, that's the difference between, and I talked about this with a friend too. That's the difference between pretty and beautiful.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's the difference between
1: yeah. pretty and beautiful. You can mm-hmm. see someone who's pretty on the outside. Oh my gosh, that woman is pretty. She's very pretty. Yeah, But when you yeah. see someone who's beautiful, that is a package and that is also because of their mindset so i absolutely i think that your um derm is amazing for giving you that piece of advice
0: yeah she's special so she's,
1: she's great I all the time too she's like okay if you're um if you have this blockage towards yourself or if you really have this um, idea of self-harm And not Mm. necessarily that you will hurt yourself, but if you don't like yourself, that's self harm.
0: No amount of filler will be able to help you at all. Yes, yeah, and you know what? I think also this is important for nurses, aesthetic nurses, estheticians, derms. She told me there's so many times I've gone to her and said, "I don't like this and that," and she said, "You're beautiful. Tess. your asymmetry Mm. is what makes you beautiful." And I don't do my job to make people perfectly symmetrical or or make you think you need to conform to something. I'm here to enhance. Um, she's pretty conservative in her approach, but she's flat out said, I'm not here to make anyone symmetrical. Marilyn Monroe had complete asymmetry. If you look at both sides of her face, she said, that's that's beautiful. And it's never my intention to try to make somebody something they're not.
1: Interesting. And we all know, I mean, come on now, we've seen the pictures, Marilyn Monroe had plastic surgery. Um, But I think that with the exposure of social media, and with certain platforms that show a snapshot, (laughs) a snapshot, that's that's probably why I do tend to gravitate a little bit more towards youtube and the videos because they show the full picture versus uh, just a snapshot of something someone can pick out the very best picture out of a hundred that they took so we're comparing and this is dangerous within itself we start comparing our insides with their outsides
0: mm-hmm. but in
1: the aesthetic world and as aestheticians, it is our job to completely stay balanced because we can't If we have clients that are coming to us because they're so far Mm -hmm. into the world, Mm -hmm. we have to have a nice balance where we're like, okay, we know enough about the world. Let me help you to achieve some things because we know that things are popular, clear skin, whatever the trend may be at the time. Um, We can help you with that. But at the same time, it's up to us to still be balanced in this sense of like you are beautiful as you are. I said that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, you know what? You're beautiful, not because of the combination of your DNA, but because God says you are. And so many people don't know or understand that. They think, oh, it's because I have this. I'm using this product. (laughs) Or I'm using this or I got this done. It's like, no, mm -mm, no, you'd be really, really beautiful even without it as long as you're cultivating your full self.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, hearing you say that, like, totally hits a certain part of me, because, okay, and I'll say this, like, I'm not somebody who was born inherently confident. I've always been like a pretty shy person. And even when I was younger, I loved like, I don't know, I was just sort of like, I would play on my own a lot. I didn't like, like speaking in front of the class. Like I'm a pretty like inward person and confidence is something I've discovered later recently in life. And it's been like doing things like YouTube podcasts that are crazy for the younger me to think about, because even just using my voice in that way is something I didn't think of. Um, think of myself, like, or associate with my identity. So I'm fascinated by confidence. And it's something I work on really hard. Like a lot of people, like I would say, looking at you, you seem very outwardly confident. But is that the case? Have you felt like you were always confident? Or is it something that's that you've sort of worked on?
1: It's always something, it's interesting because I have, I go through waves and it's something that I have consistently worked on, but I believe that it's something that has plagued me particularly even more because I am called to help other people with it, if that makes sense.
0: Um, There
1: would be times where I'm like, why am I struggling or dealing with this again? Like, this makes no sense. I've overcome this and then i have to do the work again and then i remember like oh yeah anja stay <laughs> humble because this is the line of work that you are called to help other people in i understand it i don't i think it's absolutely ridiculous for us to assume that we should be okay all the time i think yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous for us to assume that people should be okay, especially when we live in this world. There's always something against you for some reason, whether you're African, Mm -hmm. whether you're black, whether you're Asian, whether you're a woman, a man, whatever the case may be, there's always some kind of limiting belief that has attacked you from the beginning. So my thing is, I've, I've been blessed to develop some key strategies that helped me to come after that. Some of us have to fight a little bit harder than others, but I think it's amazing. Like I hit you up and I was like, girl, I love what you are doing with your social media platforms. It looks so effortlessly because that that in particular is not an area that I'm confident in. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. I have some, affirmations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have some yeah. affirmations about it. I can understand this like I know how to do that like I have to work through it but you got to work
0: yeah yeah okay tell us about because I think this is something especially in aesthetics when people are new to something like social media feels new to you Mm. I get a lot of messages from young estheticians who you know this is a whole new thing for them they don't have the confidence yet what are some Anja strategies for developing more confidence?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, I think it's really important to humble yourself and grab a hold. Um, You find I stick with the message, you find somebody who has what you want, and you ask them how it was achieved. Find someone who has an aspect of what you want in life. And this goes far beyond just aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Mentors are very important. I've always had mentors. Ask people, how do you get there? Um, Study. Don't just show up, but actually study the process on how to get to places so that you can become knowledgeable. Practice. Um, Some of the other things that I would suggest for people are to see themselves as they would want to be. See yourself as how you would want to be. If you are, now this is a big one, but. Stay out of negativity. Yeah. Stay out of negativity because even if you have all of these good things coming in and floundering in, any doors of negativity will cause all of it to go right out the window.
0: I think that's that everything you said is super valid, but especially I think in the long, you remember the long hours of esthetician school. I know I struggled with this a little bit being around people who you know are feeling uh, feel tired and it's new it's not something that comes easy or you're at a job and you have a coworker who's negative and you know can be a little bit toxic and can it's so easy like you said somebody sends you one meme and you start to frame your whole day around that negative opinion Um, so I'm really glad you touched on that and, and I think protecting yourself, like you mentioned earlier, is really important and, and sort of envisioning, like you said, your higher self and putting a little bit of like sacred energy around it.
1: This is another saying that I live by. And I say, you are the most important person in your life. I am the most important person in my life. And what that does is causes me to use self-responsibility in the outcome of how I live and how I do things. So for a new aesthetician or even someone who is in school learning to be in aesthetics, you cannot listen to the opinions of everybody. Because even if people are shouting from the rooftops what they want to do, that doesn't mean that they're going to end up doing it. <laughs> and that doesn't mean yeah. that it's going to be for you. You can't, you look and observe, you check out the scene and then you pick up what's good for you. But remember that you are the most important person in your life. For instance, Botox was not a good decision for me, but it does not mean that it won't be the best decision for your business. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, so, everyone's different.
1: Those things, everyone is different. There is a whole big world. That's what I love about beauty is that it's so vast. Yeah. It's a vast, vast, yes. vast um, career choice. And another thing that I would say for brand new estheticians, um, if you're getting ready to leave school or if you are brand new in it is don't be afraid to dip your toe into things and come up. Sometimes you may not feel like you're mm-hmm. equipped mm-hmm. to do certain things. but Just have the mindset of just getting in there and giving it full throttle. The only way to learn is to learn. When I started working in retail, I had worked in retail, you know, in the past, but this was going to be first-time, full-time retail. I've never done that before. I didn't even know, like, I was like, what is this? (laughs) What is this? Retail? Like, you went from healthcare to retail, and I even thought I was crazy, but I knew That I was being led in that direction, it was one of the best decisions in my life. One of the absolute best. And it was also because I just jumped in and did it. You know, I learned a whole new clientele. I learned yeah. so much that I couldn't even believe I learned. Nick, I'm using yes. the information now and a year later, but yes, you know, so just go out there and do it. Remember, you're the most important person in your life and just go out there and full throttle do it.
0: You guys got this. You guys got this. And there is no shame in where you've been. I think service jobs are so applicable to -hmm. customer service. You you in that period of working with people, getting to know them, talking to them when they're in a, a dressing room or seeing them in that vulnerable spot, does this look good on me? It's all related there's I, connections I've, there's so connections, such a too. connection
1: yes yeah you know some connection. of the people who i met during my short stay during that time in retail i still talk to them they still message me regularly they still check up on me like you know just from their interactions of coming into the store into the boutique and i was blessed enough yeah. to actually work in the airport um wonderful wonderful location but I still meet them. That's another thing that I have for these new estheticians. Don't be afraid to talk to everybody because you never know who a connection will be. Be nice to everyone. Yes. Um, That's probably one of the foundational pieces and something that I feel is missing a lot is the customer service aspect. Treat everyone as if they are special. Even if it's your classmate, your friend, you never know who's going to come back in the place. Look at you, you and I, we graduated yeah. from school. <laughs> right. How no. Long ago? Uh, three, four years,
0: three
1: years. Oh, please don't say four years. Lord have mercy. Um, I think it's it'll three. Be three. I think it's three. <laughs> it, it's almost three. It's two and a half. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, but when you think about it, you always want to establish relationships. And I think that's more so just personal development as well. Everything could be, the world is yours. The world is everyone's oyster. Everyone who is listening to this, please let please listen to me. The world is your oyster if you allow it to be. You can have the most zostick, amazing life that you possibly can cultivate if you will know how to be nice to people, if you will know how to treat people well. And in turn, that means treating yourself well, okay? The world is absolutely your oyster. I think that's the biggest thing I could probably say.
0: Okay, I want to ask you more specifically on that because I get asked a lot, like how do you truly connect with with a client? Do you have any thoughts on that? Like how do you connect with somebody who walks into your spa? How do you foster a relationship that's, you know, beyond the normal of just giving a service? How do you deliver a quality of care that's so exceptional? Somebody thinks about you when they leave And they realize, I don't want to be without them in my life. I value this relationship so much. I'm not going to mess it up. I want to go see this person.
1: Yeah, I've had that actually happen quite a bit. And I believe that that is one of, um, I mean, service is a gift. And not just receiving service, but giving good service. Remember how, think about how you would like to be served. So that's the most important thing. I understand we live in a very, selfish world it is it's pretty selfish but if you really think about how you would like to be treated for instance you know if you're talking to someone you give them eye contact there are a lot of things actually I actually do consultations with people on how to it's funny because when I was younger I wanted to be a media trainer and it's come back to help me so much Just don't understand but the biggest thing that I would share with someone like that is to just Think about how they would want to be treated. What kind of service do you want? Do you want someone to go above and beyond for you? Do you want someone to feel like they are connecting with you? Now, if we're talking, you can't be looking at your phone. You can't be thinking about what you're going to be eating for dinner. Like (laughs) you have to be present. So that's my suggestion for sure. For um, anyone who who wants to connect with their client.
0: Yeah, you can't connect if you are disconnected from the moment. I think mm-hmm. it can be hard, like, especially for those with anxiety, you can get in your own way by, you know, you're getting caught up. Oh, did I say the right thing? Should I, what should I ask next? You know, and so am I,
1: that, that is a self-confidence thing. So once again, yeah. I would say, um. There are so many things to suggest, and I don't want to start just blurting things out so people get confused, but I will say that um, have time with yourself in the morning to connect with yourself before you even go out into the day, or if you're not going out, before you go on the internet. Be present with yourself first before you give yourself to anybody else. So that way you are giving um, a full well hmm. Well.
0: Mm-hmm. I know you're also very big on manifesting. When did that come into your life, and do you yeah. use that? I know it's I know it's on your Instagram a lot, so that's where you I'm know
1: it's it's so about. funny because I see the word manifest or oh, I hear the word and see the word manifesting so much now, and um, people don't know the full method to using it i have been doing this for years honestly since i was a teenager and i got my like i got the instructions from the bible <laughs> to say the least it's not like something just it's it's real is what i'm saying but there are so many steps that go with it it's not just i manifest this perfect guy into my life no what i am is a person who is loving i am myself and my person who is caring i am myself am a person who is available and free and because i am these things i pray over these things and then that person comes into my life so that's kind of part of the confidence thing again i would yeah definitely, yeah that's part of the confidence thing once again um and I almost feel a little sad that so many people are just throwing people all over the place talking about manifest this, manifest that, because there is a strong foundation under there that if you don't do it appropriately, you're going to get jaded and be like, wait a minute, I tried to manifest this and it didn't work. Or I tried, to, or I manifested something that I didn't really want without mm-hmm. getting rid of those things. But I, the, the mind is powerful, Tess. Our thoughts are so powerful, we are powerful people, and when we realize how powerful we are and use that for the good, girl, please, your life will be amazing.
0: I truly think we stand in our own way, and I know you touched on like limiting beliefs before. I do it people people probably don't think this about me, but I fight this all the time. I'm thinking. Oh, i d I've developed like a little bit of a strong clientele. It could go away tomorrow. This or I'll say like this is as good as it gets, like mm-hmm. you know, and I'll mm-hmm. kind of limit how good my life is. Sabotage gets.
1: yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And self-sabotage too. So even same situation, you would have to have some some ideas and some thoughts to work in. You would have to Honestly, it just doesn't happen by chance. You have to purposely work it in. You have to, you may have to make time for it every day. You have to purposely work it in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But once again, you're the most important person in your life. So you're going to do it anyways, right?
0: (laughs) I love that. You're amazing. Before we go, what is one piece of advice you have for either, it could be either estheticians Or nurses or estheticians and nurses wanting to get into the industry, get their foot in the door. What's a piece of advice for somebody who's, you know, leaving the world of just school behind and looking to getting a job?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest piece of advice would be to really think service. If you think service, you're going to be able to be carried. I mean, you're going to able to carry your career so much further than anything. It will be a little bit more challenging to get a burnout because you're thinking with a service mind, you're thinking not necessarily that um, you're looking at service as a wonderful way and service is, if you're um, an amazing person, just think like how blessed is it that they get a piece of me or that I'm offering a piece of me to this person and you get a chance to just spread it out. So think service. I don't think you can go wrong when going into these industries because they are service industries as fantastic and fabulous as we feel when we think of when we get to the spa. There's still a very, um, there's still an underlying way about it, whether it's spa or nursing. Nursing is a very dirty um, profession. Before you're giving a nurse, giving medication, you have to learn how to actually care for the basic needs of a patient or a
0: client.
1: Mm -hmm. With aesthetics, like Mm -hmm. after you're thinking, oh, they're going to walk away with a beautiful face, but we're not thinking, okay, we have to prepare the bedding for Mm -hmm. him. We have Mm -hmm. to prepare to take away the grime you're removing things, you're extracting things, you know, they may come into you with all of the junk and the gunk from the world. They're planning on leaving that there in your space. So that's that's the same kind of muck and mire. But if you have a mindset of service, it's like, okay, whoop. They're leaving all these negative thoughts and everything else in the here. So let me wrap it up in this bag because it's going in the trash bag because I'm not trying to keep it here for me the same way <laughs> that you would do with dirty dirty sheets or whatever the case may be. So as long as you think of service, I think you'll be able to go far, not just in aesthetics or nursing, but anywhere.
0: You really will. It does, it does humble you real quick when you're, I mean... It's just, it is the real world, where you're on your hands and knees, picking up hair on the floor. You've got somebody's (laughs) pimple in your in your tissue. Yeah, all of yes, yes,
1: yes. All of the like the 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 mask, the everything, all of that stuff. Like it's a grimy thing. But when you're thinking of service, ladies and gentlemen who are ever listening to this, you guys are going to go so far. Just be of service.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much Anja for sharing all of your wisdom. Please come back and join us again sometime. This was where fun. Can... Good. I'm glad I had fun too. And that's what we're all about. You were asking me the other day, how do I have fun with social media? We just honestly, we be ourselves. So yeah. where can people, where can people find you if they want to follow you and see what you're doing?
1: Sure, you can follow me on Instagram at Anja, A-N-J-A dot Maia, M-A-I-A, or the same name, Anja Maya on YouTube. And um, if you guys do want to check out some of my interviews with those Wise Old Broads, look us up on Wise Old Broads on Instagram or Wise Old Broads on YouTube.com.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Anja. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.